Welcome back to the Mail Right Show, ladies and gentlemen. We're on episode number 308. John and I have both had really hard weeks when it comes to uh, customers and some things going on. So you know what we decided to talk about the show? Uh, we also had a guest, an amazing yes. guest lined up. And we had the, the saddest news ever in the sense that this guest uh, is dealing with some uh, health-related uh, elements with his, his family. And um, I, I don't want to mention the name of the guest or what his personal situation is uh, out of respect, but I will simply say that uh, we here at the Mel Wright Show, uh, our heart goes out to you. We're, we're wishing the best for you and we're hoping that you recover quickly. So then the, uh, the thing that uh, John and I started to, to lament about is uh, when things go horribly wrong inside your business, and we both kind of had a few of those situations come up for ourselves. Well, guess what? That gives us a great opportunity to talk about reputation management. This is something that every single professional, whether you're real estate or you're digital entrepreneurs like John and I, this is something that we all have to talk about these days because what goes online stays online. It stays online forever. It's hard to get it removed. It's hard to do all these different things. So um, I suggested to John that we talk about reputation management. He said, okay. So he's so beat up today. I don't think he cares. So, uh, <laughs> so. I've, I've got so much abuse over the last four days, uh, Robert. I don't care anymore. Right. So um, what I'm going to do is talk a little bit to John and everybody else about the things that you can do to help preserve your reputation, um, the things that you can do long before something goes wrong, and the things that you can do after something goes well, wrong. I think, I think the first thing you could, we've got to point out, it doesn't matter how expert you are, how customer-focused you are, how committed you are, things still will go wrong, won't they, Robert? They absolutely will. They absolutely will. And and oftentimes, uh, and for those of you in real estate, you'll understand this, oftentimes it's something that doesn't necessarily have to do with you. You send a home inspector out, he arrives with mud on his boots and tracks it into your client's home, and, and the list goes on. John and I have similar experiences, just the things we talk about are project managers and developers, but, but it doesn't make a difference. The moment that you're a service provider that relies upon other service providers, and I'm using that umbrella term very broadly, uh, to service your clients is the second that each one of these people brings an element to the relationship of something that can go wrong. And you know, the funny thing is about reputation management, John, and everything, and everybody that's listening, and thank you for listening, is that when everything's going right, you never hear about it. You don't really hear about it. Okay, there's just there's just silence. How was your project? Great. How was uh how was the home inspection? It was fine. The only time you hear about it is when something goes wrong. Your your inspector was an hour late, Bob. Okay, everybody loves to call me Bob when they're angry at me. All right, so Bob, your inspector was an hour late. So we we uh we get thrown under the bus because of things that are quite literally outside of our control. But since we're claiming to be experts in our field, it, the expectation is, is that we've vetted the people that we provide service with. Here's the problem. Everybody's human and balls can get dropped, right, John? Like everybody's human, balls can get dropped, things go to shit. And when they do, if it's your name on the door, you have to take responsibility for that. 
it doesn't really matter whether or not you drop the ball or somebody else because your client doesn't care. They don't give a shit. Sorry. They, uh, they, and for you in real estate, it's the same thing. If your real estate assistant goes to an appointment, smelling of weed and unable to focus, guess what? You, who are the employer of that person, gets held <laughs> responsible for the condition that that person showed up in to show a property. Even though you didn't know, you weren't there, you probably, you, you certainly don't condone the behavior, but doesn't mean that you don't personally get thrown under the bus because you're expected to know. So what I'm going to talk about today with a little help from John is what we can do for the inevitable derailing of some of our relationships. What can well, we do? I think the other thing we really got to concentrate, it doesn't apply to my circumstance at the present moment, but really very relevant to real estate agents is what, and I'll, I'll be fascinated to hear your advice here, Robert, is how to respond to angry, fed up, pissed off clients that post on social media or on Zillow What's your advice to your clients about, because I, I know what I would say to people about what, how they should respond to negativity on social media and other web portals. I'm, but I'm fascinating, fascinated to get your insight in it as well, Robert. First and foremost, uh, you have to have somebody that has uh, a non-biased view respond to, or you have to achieve a non-biased view when you look at the client's concerns and complaints. Some clients get emotional and they come from an emotional place. And if they come from an emotional place and they're being negatively emotional and they're using triggering words such as these guys were such utter bullshit, things like that, if they're basically not professional, I would call out first the unprofessional tone of their review as the person responding. If there's a core element of factual, relevant information where we really drop the ball, my, my tendency, online, offline, it doesn't really matter. I just I, I acknowledge completely and 100% the validity, not only of their feelings, but of the complaint itself, if, for instance, they said, you delivered this project eight weeks late, you told me it was going to be here then, I, I, I say, you're absolutely right, I did. Because if I did, I did. And so I acknowledge the mistake right up front. Don't try to immediately diffuse the mistake. It depends very greatly on what the remaining elements of the situation are. If part of that eight-week delay was the fact that they got sick or they stopped communicating I will then say you're absolutely right. I said the project would be due a next date. It was not. We delivered it on next date. Part of the reasons for that, and then I'll factually break down what I feel the reasons are. Now, that's assuming that we just haven't shit the bed, but we do every now and again. We just shit the bed. We don't get results that we said we were going to get or, or something goes, every element of a project goes wrong, and there is nothing that tracks back to the client that says that it should have gone wrong because they didn't submit poor information. They weren't untimely. They did everything right as a client, everything that we asked them to do. My my only question about that, Robert, is 
how you said if there's some element of responsibility for the client on the client side, and this applies to our audience, real estate agents, and that just as well. Do you find that you, even if you do it in a very calm, you're pointing out, don't you find that that can inflame the client even more, even though it's truthful? Ah, it really just depends. Like, yes, sometimes being straightforward is, is not the salve that they need. It's never really slowed me down in terms of, uh, but I mean, the first thing I think if you're talking, because you're talking about two different things, you talk about the written word and you're talking about talking to a client. The first thing that I've learned about talking to clients that are upset, uh, which there are sometimes there is no solution. Some people get upset, they have anger problems, and they're not going to calm down. When that's the case, I say, let's take space and reconvene in a week or two. Okay. If for some reason, though, I think that there's a there's simply a lot of wind in their sails, I will listen. I, at this point, especially if I've given them reason, the way that I, my mind thinks about it is, all right, I fucked up. You've earned my ear for many hours, as many hours as I, you need. I'd like to add, listeners and viewers, i am not uh, earned the ear, Robert, for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I will... I will, I will, you had to say that really up front, like I'm really close to the microphone. All right. I will say that. Um, I mean, that it was we, just the yes Robert. Uh, tell, okay. Uh, All right. So I will listen. I will listen until they have nothing left to say. And, 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 and then if it seems like there is no point containing the conversation, I'll simply say, let's take some space and have that conversation in a few days, because here's what never, ever, ever, ever does you or anybody else any good. If you feel yourself getting angry, stop talking, stop talking, arrange another call. If you feel yourself getting defensive, stop calling and take another call. I think one of those things that entrepreneurs and business owners and sales managers and leaders of all stripes have the hardest time doing is when everybody, somebody messes up or somebody feels like you messed up and you get held accountable, oftentimes everybody comes from a defensive place. And if you start to come from a defensive place, you need to stop the conversation and you need to have it another time. In terms of written, the written word, because we're talking about reputation management, that's customer service, two different things. The written word, reputation management, is all about acknowledging that you have a problem. So somebody takes your argument, their dissatisfaction with you public. Okay, they say you messed up and these are all the reasons why you violated your contract, your salesperson uh, just literally sold me a bill of goods, whatever it is, right? You acknowledge the problem. You say you're absolutely right. This, this, and this happened. And I'm terribly sorry. I always come off of that first. Then you go, I understand that you're upset beyond recovery. These are the things that I'm doing to make sure this doesn't happen again. All right. You must respond no matter how angry, how upset, how unprofessional somebody may post. You must respond in writing. If there's one key element that I see people really miss in terms of online reputation management, is they let bad reviews pile up unresponded to by any agent of their company, which 
blatantly tells your customers who are researching you that you are out to lunch, that you don't care, that the complaint is valid, or you have no idea what's going on with your reputation. And none of those things is very good. If you are a person that that understands where your reviews are being left and you chase them down and say, you're absolutely right, and these are the things I'm doing, that tells a savvy consumer that you care about your reputation. And that that very element refutes what somebody might be saying to you. Like, oh, these guys didn't care. They treated me like shit. And yet here you are online taking the heat, responding to the review. There, there is enough there that people are going to be like, yeah, I don't know if that's true because here this company is actually responding. So if you said, like, for instance, these guys don't care, they don't care, give a shit about their customers. Well, also, I totally agree with you, but before we go for our break and that, it also, you've also got to listen to what Rob's just said about the way you reply, because I've seen people reply and they've done it in such a, a horrible way, Robert, that they would be best not to reply if you know what I mean. Correct. I do know what you mean, and I definitely uh, agree with that. You probably don't necessarily want to um, reply to each and every single – well, never mind. I, I lost my train of thought. What did you say? Well, it's the way they've re- they've replied in a very like like they've kind of well you you were used like um well you said we could sell this example you said we could sell the house for this price and we've had two reductions and you're not being I can never get hold of you and they've just replied well you're also a useless client you know you never gave it. And it, it's a kind of back and forth. And I don't think then um, you're the one that's going to suffer as the supposedly the professional if you get into that kind of social media back and forth. Um, I agree. You should never get into uh, a debate with your client that says that they were bad clients. It doesn't really matter what they're saying about you. The, the way that I would say that somebody is a bad client, like the way that I would illustrate that is I would go, these are the deliverables that you said that you would deliver. Here's a message on such and such date. The only way to reputation to manage your reputation is to take the time and energy to show that, that you care. And one of those ways, so let's just say that you have a client that did shit the bed, that they weren't a good client. They really didn't. And then they decide to hold you accountable anyway. And they take it on, take your dispute online because maybe they're trying to blackmail you. Let's let's turn this conversation not neutral but ugly. Now you've got a client that that you knew was jerking you around on offers that never seemed to be serious about buying the home that you drove made you drove to sixteen different houses, kept calling you at all hours of the night, then left you a bad review online. All right, let's just say that that is the circumstance. How a, lot of, and a lot of agents face that, don't they? Yeah. So how do you deal with that? So there's a few different things that you should well, do. Well, I think we need oh. you to answer that. In the, after the in break. The, yeah, after All the right. break, Robert. All right. So we're going to be right back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls real estate agents of all uh, ages and experience levels. We really appreciate you tuning in to the Mail Right 
digital marketing podcast. I've added that last bit. That's not what John decided to call it, but I'm going to say it's a digital marketing podcast. We're really looking forward to sharing the rest of the information with you. We'll see you right after the break or we'll, you'll hear us right after the break. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back. It's episode number 308. John and I are talking about reputation management. Before we went to the break, we were talking about, um, I was about ready to give some solutions about protecting your reputation. I was also giving an example of a really, really bad. I think you're, what we were talking about, not entirely, was how you deal with that semi-crazy client that, is out to get you. Right. The one, well, I'm going to back it up three steps because the way that you deal with them is be prepared for the fact that you're going to come across somebody like that eventually, no matter what you and me, everybody doesn't matter. You will get somebody that is, that is outrageously, egregiously horrible. Okay. That's it. Everybody Everybody who's listening to this show, understand that most of you are sitting here nodding in your cars and on your, you know, on your little headsets and everything. I know you are. I can see you. I okay. Am. <laughs> right. John nearly for, he puked his water up right now. You, for those of you who can't see it, you will on the YouTube. There's your special bonus content right now. Watch John puke up his water. All right. So what do you do? So first and foremost, when you're on your reputation management platforms, you need to make sure that you plan for this in advance. So that's the first step. Collect reviews from everybody, your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your mother, your sister, and put them in the places that people are looking for real estate. That is Yelp. That is Google My Business. And that is Zillow. Those are the places that look for people. Check your reputation as a real estate agent. My favorite of those is Google My Business. You need to have 30 to 100 five-star reviews. Does everybody hear me? But you can get them from anybody that can attest to your character. You can get them from the people that paint your house. You can get them from your your gardener. You can get them uh, from me and John. You can get them from anybody that knows you, okay? Knows you a little bit. I would be willing to have a conversation with you for an hour. And if I think you're a stellar human, I will leave you a review that says, hey, I talked to you for an hour. You seem like a stellar human. Would you give me five stars, Robert? I don't know about that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I think I have. I think I have reviewed you somewhere. All right. Uh, and I gave you good... I you, know, you got five stars on my website. I never asked you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, would have, uh, I would have taken it down if you hadn't been happy with it. So. Um, so here's the thing. We've so so that's number one because when somebody does go out to lunch and leaves you this horrible review, you you don't end up if if those of you listening don't have a lot of reviews anywhere and this egregious, uh, really sad person decides to leave you one of these horrible reviews. Guess what? All of a sudden, you've got three stars in every review platform because here's the other thing about egregious people who are really angry humans: they'll search out every single review platform. They'll go to Yelp, Zillow, and Google and leave bad reviews in every single one. 
Some of you have already experienced this. So the way that you get out in front of this is make sure that you have 30 to 100 reviews in each one of those platforms. And guess what? One bad review or even two or even three does not move the needle. Now, the rest of what you do is, is as follows. You highlight point by point when you get these really angry, sad people that you these are the things that you have done to address the problem. And if it's them, if you drove around 16 times in your car, if you woke up in the middle of the night to take their calls, if you got up early and worked late and, and never made a, a commission and yet they still reviewed you poorly, you say all that. I took 32 calls from you from such and such a date to such and such a date. I drove you around 15 times in my car. We spent 20 hours together. I've made no money off this relationship. I understand that you're not happy with our interactions. Or if I started to check out a little bit at the end of the business relationship because of all these things I just mentioned, you're right. Maybe I should have acted with a higher degree of professionalism. But to be honest, I lost patience. All right. If you feel like you have really been abused by a customer, and most of us have been at some point, you need to take the time to spell out to anybody reading anything online what that looked like and let them make their own evaluation of what a good or bad business relationship looks like. In my case, John's case, most of the cases of the people I spend time with, we're making legitimate efforts to try to make somebody happy. We're making legitimate offers to try to satisfy, dissatisfy clients. We may have missed the mark with this client or clients. It happens. You say what you did so that everybody can see it. If the client wants to like really be crazy and say that like a factual thing is not factual, you can always uh, create a video with all the documentation on it and create a link to it. I personally would. There is no, nothing in my opinion that is going too far to try to preserve your reputation. You only have one online, especially as a real estate agent. You're not going to get another one. It's probably connected to your name. You, There is no bridge too far, in my opinion, for a real estate agent to go to protect their, their reputation. That I include like, this is all the documentation. These are all the emails. These are screenshots of the text and just put them into a video without like blur out the names, go through all that effort, create the edited video, especially if you think you're being wrong by a, like, like a, a client. The court of public opinion is the only one that you need to care about because if somebody does leave you something written or something on YouTube or something that is terrible, you're boned. You're boned and you must come back at them hard. You must. Now, it, I've noticed also, and I want your advice before we wrap up the show, because I think what you've just given is fantastic advice, Robert, is that I've noticed with a, a lot of agents that I've interacted with, but they haven't adopted your advice about getting that volume of reviews, which always helps. I'm talking about the average agent that I've been involved where they've got about between five and 10. And when we look at their Zillow, we look at 
the Google business, you know, whatever the the platform is, they always zero in on that one really negative. And you can see that their body language change as they reread that bad comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you connect, we're all back. It's not that I don't care, Robert. I just have learned that if you're online and you or your business can be you it's you've got to treat it a little bit like water on a duck duck's back you've got to respond in the ways that you have so well explained but on the <laughs> you idiot <laughs> You have to watch why I'm laughing, listeners of you. Uh-huh. He's a bit of a comedian, Robert. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but on the other hand, you've got to learn. I don't know what it is about bad reviews. I'm, these are, I've noticed these are not new agents. These are agents with 10, 15, 20 years' experience. And they still, when they see that bad review, and in my opinion, that they seem to know what they're on about and they seem to be effective real estate agents and they have the right professional attitude, but they only have to read that one bad... They zero in on it as well. And there's all this emotional reaction to it. Is this making any sense, Robert? Well, I think what you're saying is that you've noticed that real estate agents seem to get very personally connected. And despite what I'm saying about you having to address them, I would say a certain amount of professional detachment is required when dealing with your reputation. I guess what I'm trying to say and John are trying to say is both on two sides of the same coin. A client, a customer can be illogical and deceptive. You, as an agent, the way that I perceived John's comments, it's not that you could be deceptive because we're all of our our listeners, of course, are not deceptive. We're going to say, though, that you can be illogical, emotional, and irrational because everybody can, including John and I. Maybe John and I at the top of the list. I won't talk about you. I'll just say that John and I, we can be a, like, we can be irrational and, and, and emotional about something. And that's not really when you want to deal with this stuff, but you do, you need to have a certain amount of detachment. Now, all these conversations about digital reputation, I don't, like to me, insurance is one of those products that is so useful to have because I don't worry about things when I have insurance. doesn't matter if people leave me bad reviews. I've got so many five-star reviews in so many places, I legitimately don't care anymore. It's somebody can say pretty much whatever they want. I would respond in the same kind of detailed method that I just outlined to all of you here on the show. For real, should I ever get a bad review, but understanding what the depths of the problems are with bad reviews, I go, I move heaven and earth to to avoid them, as should you as a real estate agent. But we are talking about the inevitable circumstance where you've already moved heaven and earth to avoid the bad review, and yet you still get it. So what do you do then? That's what we're talking about. And if you happen to get irrational, it's, it's understandable. But don't respond in that tone and keep coming back into to it until you 
realize that just like sales, it's a numbers game. If all of us do a thousand transactions throughout the course of our career, we're going to have, you know, 30 of them be atrocious. And we're also going to have 30 of them be some of the best experience of our life and people that go from customers to friends and we, we see them and have dinner and coffee and all those things. It goes both ways. It cuts both ways. And then the other 940 are going to fall right in the middle. They're going to be average. And that's the nature of being in business. You have good, bad, and the extreme on both those sides is very rare. And then you have what's in the middle. And so... Yeah, I think just to wrap it up, I think the, the main thing that I'm sure hopefully the majority of agents that listen to our show would join us in this. I know you take your business seriously and hopefully you, I would hope so. I, you know, I'm not going to ask you to um, agree with me on this, but hopefully you realise I take my business seriously. And I'm sure that hopefully the people that are listening take their business seriously. Um, and we honestly want happy customers, you, me, and the people, the majority of the people that listen to this show. But things go wrong, don't they, Robert? They do. Prepare in advance. Very similar to an earthquake drill, reputation management is about preparing in advance. If you haven't done it and it's too late and your reputation is already getting impacted, do not sweat it. Don't freak out. Instead, start to apply the solution. Go out and start collecting good reviews, address the bad ones, and move on with your day. It's the most you can do. It's all that's within your control. So take control of what you can take control of and let the rest go by the wayside. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in to John and I for episode number 308 of the Mail Right podcast. This has been a discussion all about reputation management, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Forgive both in John and I. We've, uh, we're a little bit punch drunk. We've both had a, a hell of a week. And um, John, if uh, somebody would like to talk to uh, a little bit of a punch drunk you, how would they go about doing that? Just go to the mail-right.com website, the revamped one. We've got a fam fabulous review for Robert on it. And uh, we will build you a WordPress website that you're not leasing, that you own. Plus, we've got a host of other digital products, services and products that will help you become a wizard online. And what's the best way for people to get hold of you, Robert? You can go to my website. Uh, look at either the about section or the services section. They can get in touch with me there. There's also a contact form, literally a huge button that says get in touch. You can use that. Any of these things will, will uh, get you in touch with me. I'm kind of in the process of reorganizing my site. It's very non-conversion oriented right now. So everybody should just be aware of that. All right. So um, uh, stay tuned for the next episode. It'll be 309. We've got some huge surprises for you oh, this yeah. month. Yeah, and Robert's going to be doing it on his own, folks, because I, I am going to a business conference. So we've got a great guest for next week, and you'll just have the pleasure of Robert's voice with the guest. Oh, dear God. Forgive me in advance, everybody. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Take us away, sir. Bye.